The following audio may contain coarse language and other material that may not be suitable for a younger audience. Viewer discretion is advised. Also, we may spoil anything and everything, so you have been warned. Hi, I'm Sarah Becker. And I'm Ben Haworth, and this is the Movie Gang Podcast. This week, we're feeling a little nostalgic. We're going back to our... Our youths, our hot topic loving youths, put on your <laughs> your Gur hoodie. Oh, the hot topic! Yeah, but you get get that old graphic tee with Zim pointing, or maybe maybe Dib. Who had a Dib shirt? Honestly, I mean, you have to have a Gur yeah. shirt or a Zim shirt or something. Maybe a Gaz yes. shirt. I liked Gaz a lot, but uh, yeah, Gaz is cool. Yeah, but uh, that's right. We're talking about Invader Zim. Enter the Florpus. A uh, new Netflix animated film that uh, picks up for the uh, now nineteen-year-old series. Oh God! <laughs> Left off. Uh, I'm fading away before my very eyes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I had. This has nothing to do with Invader Zim, but I had this terrible realization a couple of weeks ago. One of my friends. Uh, posted some conversation that had happened about a young like whatever's after the millennials gen not z, knowing I think it's what gen z yes the uh, gen z are not knowing what a dark room was for developing photographs oh, no. and i said something like but that's not even that old of a reference they reference it on futurama and then i was like wait a minute well, how old is Futurama? Futurama's actually like 20 years old as well. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> like, I still watch it every day. I forget that it's decades old. It's fine. But the good news is um, that uh, because we're old, we now starting to get our own nostalgia. Yay! Yay! <laughs> so and this we is... get a lot more references that we may not have understood the first time around. That's correct. Yeah, so for those who don't know Invader Zim was a uh, 2001 to 2006 television show on Nickelodeon uh, that ran for shockingly a longer time than you would expect for being uh, fairly controversial for its pretty much its entire run. It only had about 27 episodes, though. Yeah. Um, and it was something of a weird cult hit because uh, it was uh, a weird cult show. <laughs> it's a strange, mm-hmm. weird show <laughs> that kind of came and went and... Uh, uh, got canceled for four years and came back for a little bit, mostly just because of merchandise that sold really well at Hot Topic. And mm-hmm. I think it informed a lot of weirdos. I never, I, I want to hear how you came to Invader Zim, Sarah, because I think, uh, I don't know too many people who saw it when it first aired, but maybe you did. Well, uh, here's my interesting relationship with Invader Zim. Um, I didn't actually, my parents didn't get cable until I was 14 or 15 years old. So I actually probably didn't have access to Invader Zim on a regular basis until it was ending. (laughs) Or Uh perhaps after it had already ended. But anytime my parents took me on vacation somewhere, I would almost enjoy more spending time in the hotel than I did going out anywhere because hotel televisions always had Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network and all of these channels that I didn't get at home. So most of my memories of Invader Zim are actually watching them, you know, just whenever I happened to catch them over the summer. But I just always really loved 
that kooky character of Zim of I have a mighty need and, a you know, Gur's doom song yes. and, you know, just random little things like that. Yeah, this is a... Uh, Zim is a treat show, I think, culturally. And I wonder if... Uh, Rick and Morty is way more popular, but I wonder if it's a similar thing where a lot of kids' humor will be influenced by Rick and Morty now and then maybe oh, look yeah. back and rebel against it for a bit. I feel like Zim had, like... It was not cool to like it for a while, and I'm curious. If I this never is... heard that, but I've also never been cool, so <laughs> it's fine. Well, there's a certain kind of like, um, like, like random kind of humor. It kind of falls into like other things I've heard critiqued in similar ways, like Rick and Morty or Deadpool. A certain kind of wacky, off the wall kind of humor that can get. A certain level of absurdist humor, yeah. And I think it's a a humor that what. I'll just briefly say that what I appreciated about this film reminded me is actually kind of hard and like actually difficult to do. And I think the bad stuff of people trying to remake it is what makes you hate it. When, but if you often yeah. if you go back to the source, it's like this is actually really great. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. uh, it, it was a very weird show. I came to it a little bit later because sort of my weirdness that informed me was Mars Attacks. I wrote up a, a, an mm. article about this once that uh, I actually made Trevor, our friend Trevor, watch Mars Attacks again because he's like, what has been yes. talking about? <laughs> um, but Mars Attacks is a very violent, weird movie I should not have watched when I was seven, but totally broke my <laughs> brain and uh, makes me love weird, dark stuff. So Zim, I came to when I was older. It was uh, when my my, um, my first girlfriend was really into Zim introduced me to the show and I downloaded all the episodes on Kazaa. Oh, Kazaa. Oh, man. <laughs> and uh, watched them all and grow very attached and then kind of fell apart, fell off of it. And probably haven't watched an episode in like a decade or more, I, I imagine. So mm-hmm. very odd to go back to it. But uh, uh, let's talk about the film itself. I think it's a very good job of just getting you right back into the world. I was kind of surprised how easily I felt like I, I slipped back yeah, into it. Yeah, it really that. just felt like a very long episode. Yeah, but but in, in the way that you know, as as you say, it just brought you right back in. It's like, oh, okay, I'm just watching an episode of Invader Zib that happens to be over an hour long. Right, and and um, it's sort of interesting because there's two Nickelodeon classics that got uh, rebooted in the same weekend on Netflix. It's very interesting. Uh, the other was mm-hmm. Rocco's Modern World, uh, Marco's Modern Life. Sorry, and that one is more what I kind of expected from this one, which is like. Very referential about that it's like 20 years old, that like a lot of this stuff is outdated. It does it in interesting ways. There's actually a trans character in that um, series that's oh. really cool. Um, but it, it, it is dealing a lot with like, oh, here's an older character who's stuck at a time. Where this one is very much like, they, they reference it with this whole great bit where it's like, what have you been doing this whole time? And it's just been him on the toilet for the entire, like literally yes. hiding in a toilet laughing for... Mm-hmm. And obviously it's not actually been 18 years because Dib is not an adult. <laughs> you know, he's still... Yeah, nobody but, has aged. Exactly, but it kind of still fits the idea of we've been away for a while and yeah. plays in that very well. Um, so yeah, what do you think of this just overall? What are your kind of overall thoughts? Well, my general overall thought is I wanted less Dib and more Zim. Yeah, I, 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 I felt that. it was very focused on 
the Dib character, which truth be told, I, uh, you know, having such a, a limited uh, knowledge of the show, even to begin with, and then also not having watched it since it was on television 10 plus years ago, um, I maybe all of the episodes were structured like that. And I just remember the Zim moments more than anything else, because I think he's a hysterical character. Well, I think they always knew to cut Zim back a bit because he's so high energy. I mean, uh, we need to shout out the fact that uh, Richard Stephen Horvitz, who voices Zim, has not lost an ounce of that energy. In fact, somehow has gained more energy in 18 right? years when he first sees Dib and he goes, I've been expecting you, Dib. And it's just like <laughs> somehow he adds like Trevolo into his voice and you're like, how do you do that? I don't right? even understand those weird registers he can go to. Um, it, it it's also what kind of helps is that there's there's no sense of lack of energy in this show. It doesn't yeah. feel old. It doesn't feel like oh, it's just as wacky as it always was. It's maybe not more so. I mean, maybe I yeah. have to go back and rewatch some seasons, but. You know, I actually, I really wanted to, and I was looking around last night after I watched uh, this new film to see if Invader Zim was on Netflix, and it isn't, and that kind of, like the original show, and I was kind of sad about that. I was like, well, now this movie just makes me want to go back and watch the show, and I don't know where to find it, and I'm Right, sad. it's very strange because it's not like um, Dark Crystal, because like Netflix mm-hmm. solely produces this new Dark Crystal show that's coming out, so they bought the movie yeah. rights. They own all of Dark Crystal now. They they officially have all those like licensing rights. Whereas mm-hmm. this is just something that Nickelodeon was planning to do and put on Nickelodeon. Um, but then some weird thing happened and it was all very complicated and studio-y and they got sold to Netflix to be distributed. This and the Rockers ah. thing. So that's why you're not going to, unfortunately, be able to find all the Zim stuff on Netflix like you would normally. Like Evangelion, when Evangelion comes on, it's like, here's all of it, you know, versus this. Is yeah. Like, well, there's one thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I did watch some clips on YouTube, and it is about as manic as I remember, but I think one thing that is also very different is that very much the show was about Zim being so obvious at school like school was a big part of that show and the elements of the weirdness of school and being the weird kid and nobody yeah. paying attention to dip because it's just like zim is the weird kid and like there's always that weird kid and he's not that weird where dip is like look at him you know kind of thing <laughs> and I, I miss people like mrs bitters the old <laughs> teacher lady who was always the most incredible nosferatu-ish character who could like yes. shift and have the most incredible animation. Uh, and you're right, the the one big change is it does feel like maybe it's the effect of other sort of cartoon shows like Steven Universe, which tell this long kind of mythology story with silly humor as well. Like, mm-hmm. that's what makes Steven Universe and Adventure Time so interesting. Is like, Adventure Time was like crazy and wacky, and then eventually it was like, oh, this is weirdly emotional and impactful. There's been a plot here the whole time. Right, and I... I watched an episode once about a lemon man, and I cried. And I'm like, why? What is happening? (laughs) And so I I wonder if that's the element and also just the element of of superheroism. I feel like a lot of superhero storytelling kind of came into this, especially when, like, Professor Membrane is blasting people with a giant laser, a bunch of robots. I'm like, this feels like an Avengers scene. Yes. But I did also love how Professor Membrane refused to... 
Except, Except that any of it it was real. <laughs> it was like, what a strange trip I'm having. <laughs> <laughs> I think the the joke that got me and I was like, okay, we're probably in good hands. Was just a very me joke where he was like, uh, I used to do not believe sharks were real. And then he opens up and he has a robot arm and he goes... <laughs> But no more. <laughs> that was, that was I, I know one of my favorite now. moments it's in the whole movie. <laughs> That's just incredible. Uh, it's just those kind of, and, and Zim is one of those shows and the movie too, where it's just like, if you don't like a joke, there's nine more coming. Like, Yeah. The other person I didn't see a lot of was Gurr. I feel like there was limited Gurr. Yeah. Uh, did did I dream it or did he sing the Doom song a little bit in the background at one point? Because I was really sad there wasn't more of the Doom song. I think there were some. There, there was definitely references. <laughs> they go to basically like a shed of references to all the old episodes and yes. different ex- failed experiments and things like that. Um, but yeah, well, it did feel kind of weirdly light in terms of like references, which I don't mm-hmm. mind too much. I, I don't really want like a full nostalgia trick. But yeah, every once in a while it's nice to have a little... Yeah. A little twinge. A little twinge mm-hmm. of this and that. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like if, if they had loaded it up too much, then it would have just been like, okay, you're just making this movie like as a, a vehicle for references and you're not trying to do anything new. But at the same time, I feel like with people our age, Invader Zim has found his way into so many memes like that's true it's so easy to pull up a gif of i have a mighty need and you would think that the creators would be like okay well what references are the most like frequently used by people right now we'll throw those in somewhere and get a few laughs and it feels like they just didn't do that which again is a fine creative choice to make but i don't know i i wanted a little bit more of that well, especially because I feel like this is made entirely for us. Like, I don't think this is made yes. for kids now. It's too, it's too weird and too built into the old show. Mm-hmm. Um, because the first episode is weird and crazy, but like introduces stuff, and this does no, no effort to try to reintroduce mm-hmm. characters. It is like you know these characters, you remember them for your childhood. We do not have to reintroduce it to you at all. Yeah, <laughs> which is fascinating, but also like. I guess it's an interesting. I've been thinking about like how like comedy has become very niche now. Like, mm-hmm. um, Good Boys was like the biggest comedy opening of the year, and it just made twenty million dollars. And I was like, okay, that's the best opening of the year for comedy. Wow! And it's like, I think I think broad comedy is kind of going away because of stuff like YouTube and Netflix, and yeah, this is a very much a niche like. If you liked this one show and want to see a little bit more of it, here's 70 minutes of that. But exactly. it solely exists for you and me and like mm-hmm. nobody else. It's not for my parents or someone to just like casually likes Invader Zim where it's going to be weird. Where like, I'm probably going to give us a, a decently high rating, but it Jack's always like, that means I would recommend it to people, but I wouldn't. Yeah. Unless you've watched the you, show. You, you give it a high rating as a fan of Invader Zim, very specifically. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm probably going to give it a lower rating just because like, I don't have as, uh, as direct of an experience with Invader Zim as you do 
Like, again, you know, I watched a handful of episodes here or there, there throughout my childhood when I could, and I remember liking it, but I didn't, like, get to go through and watch the whole story unfold. Right. So, therefore, I'm going to view this movie differently than you, because I would have liked some, you know, a little bit of reminder of, this is Invader Zim, this is his rival Dib, this is his robot Gur. you know, it's... Oh, I, I remembered yeah. all of that, but it would have been nice for a refresher course, I guess. Uh, yeah, no, for sure. It's been it's been almost twenty years. Like maybe it's all right to to be like, hey, here's the basic plots and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they do a little bit of that, where like they talk about his alien disguise and certain things like that. But yeah, it's it's not a lot. It's it's done through references and not through exposition. Yeah, for sure. And I wanted more exposition. <laughs> well. But that's just me. No, I understand. And it's definitely a case of like, I just went through a very strong phase of loving uh, the creator of the show, Yoan Vasquez, who mm. also created the uh, um, very edgelordy goth teen, but I still think kind of funny, uh, comic series, Johnny the Homicidal Maniac. Which was like oh, okay. a required reading of a goth teen back then. It was mm-hmm. like, if you did not have that on your shelf, what were you doing? Um, yes. And it was the dark, fucked up Invader Zim. Even though Invader Zim was often dark and kind of fucked up. But yeah, managed to toe that line in an okay way. Mm-hmm. Where that is just gory and violent and crazy and weird. And Yeah. Um, but a fairly interesting series and, a, and an interesting one. But he was one of those guys that, like, it's like a band that you get really into for, like, four months. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you're like, I just listen to those musics over and over and over again. And then for some day, for some reason, one day you listen to that song again, you're like, eh. Eh. Yeah. Uh, I'm done. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he was very yeah. much like that for me, where, like, he, he hit me at a very specific time where I needed his stuff. And then I was like, Okay, <laughs> I get moving on. I get your thing. I get your thing. I know some people have that with like, I don't know, Joss Whedon or, or other people. Where like sometimes it sticks with you, and sometimes you're like, had that phase. I'm good now. Yep. So or like you know, Buffy will be with me for the rest of my life. Dollhouse. Eh. Yeah, Dollhouse is a good one. It came right at that time where I really, really wanted to like a Joss Whedon show, and I couldn't accept mm-hmm. that it was not good. <laughs> yeah. I just kept going, like, it's got to be good. He made Firefly. I remember my mom bought me a season of Dollhouse on DVD, and I was like, thank you, but also why? <laughs> Sarah's like, like thank you. I get that you, you know that I like Joss Whedon. You know that I like Eliza Dushku and Alan Tudyk. This is great don't like the show <laughs> not i tried i watched all of them but just, i'm just i'm not there you look at the dvd and you're like i see so much dust being collected on you in your future quite literally <laughs> that is what is happening in my mom's house right now to that dvd i feel a little sad for it mm. i don't think it's ever been opened oh know? yeah oh those are brutal those are brutal yeah plastic still on it you're like Yep. Yeah, but once I bought a DVD for my mom and I found it like two years later covered in plastic and I was Aww. like, oh, yeah, that was a bad one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that wasn't a good choice. Oh, well. But my point being, I think this came for me at least and why I might rate it higher than you at like the perfect mm-hmm. time to be like, and it's, it's like perfect time, perfect length. 
I didn't really want to yeah. be here more than 70 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, I think even like a 90-minute one, I'd be like, oh, okay, can we stop? <laughs> I'm tired. Yes. Because I got old man ears, and it's just a little loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very high-pitched. It definitely reminds me, because yeah. I work with teenagers now, it's like, oh, right, some of them are just that that loud and have no volume. Yeah. They, uh, they, they got that voice from somewhere. <laughs> it came from a real place. Or at least somebody who's been in that real place. Right. And I think that's why like so many middle schoolers appreciate it. Cause it is just that like, ah, kind of weird humor. Mm-hmm. It's stuff I see like kids getting now out of like, I don't know, Fortnite or like weird YouTube yeah. or stuff like that. Uh, the other joke I just want to say, just, I'm just going through and remembering good jokes, is uh, yes. Swole Dib is really made me funny. Swole Dib. Really yes. fucking made me laugh. I think the first 15 minutes are so good. It kind of drags towards the middle. And, yeah. and the end is like a little too, like, I don't know, perfunctory or, or I don't know. It's weird to see <laughs> Zim achieve things, I guess, and it kind of yes. like goes against the core ideal of the show. <laughs> which is that he never achieves anything. <laughs> On the other hand, I did like when uh, he realized that uh, the Talus were not coming for him. They were not coming to Earth. Yeah, that was interesting. And then he, uh, like, Dib goes over to his house and he says to Gurr, like, where is Zim? And Zim's face, like, emerges from this pile of nachos. I'm like, I feel that Zim. Right. (laughs) I'm there. (laughs) Yeah, depressed Zim was genuinely very funny. Yes. And I'm surprised that, like, shit that just shouldn't play, like, again, like, Swole Dib, and then it goes to, like, him being like, I, what, I was not buff, and then I got too buff, and now I'm perfectly normal, and it's like, yes. what? <laughs> <clears throat> and I liked Mini Moose. I had forgotten about Mini Moose. Yeah, they finally pay off Mini Moose. But it made me happy, and uh, I, would, I would absolutely buy that uh, keychain merchandise. Oh yeah, Mini Moose is just that that made. merchandise has worked. Like I want one for my backpack. <laughs> I guess the other thing moose. that's that's nice is that they didn't try to like make new hot topic shit to sell. You know what I mean? It wasn't like yeah, like here's the new wacky, cute, adorable character. Here's the new girl or whatever. Like mm-hmm. here's Poochie. No, it's just same old girl, same old girl, same old uh, same old Zim. It was good. Oh yes, yeah. I think it. Yeah, I think it it plays. It's just it's just one of those shows that like, I don't know, I don't know where I put with Zim. I I don't know how it fits into my life anymore. I guess it's the weird thing. <laughs> like yeah, again, I would I would have reviewed this very differently if I had had the opportunity to rewatch the whole series before I watched the film. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think I think that probably helps. So message to Netflix. Put original Zim on Netflix or Hulu or something. I know, I know. The lack of a good place to stream a Western animated cartoons is kind of crazy. Like, right? I remember um, Avatar: The Last Airbender. The series used to be on Netflix. That was actually how I finished watching the series. Yeah. Um, it might have been how I watched the whole thing. I don't really remember, but I distinctly remember finishing the show on netflix in college (laughs) because that was when i finally came around to avatar the last airbender 
Yeah. Um, but it's not there anymore. And like, I feel like the only like animated stuff that's on Netflix now is like the newer stuff that is very clearly for young children. And then, of course, with the exception of anime, I know there are some very good animes on on Netflix. But as you said, Western animation, there's some good, you know, 20 year old God animated shows <sighs> that maybe we'd like to watch again. And I don't want to pirate it if I don't have to. Right. I do feel a show like that. Pay is... for streaming services. Put good shit on there. Uh, well, that's that's a whole problem. <laughs> that's a whole other problem. Uh, and I think, I do wonder, yeah, if, it, if Zim was on Netflix and accessible. Because that's just how kids watch stuff nowadays. It's like kids just don't yeah. watch like, cable and stuff. That's why it bums me out streaming services don't have good options. Because it's like, not that my cable movies were always the best, you know? How many mm-hmm. times can you watch Out Cold as a child? But, like, you know, I I got to watch, like, all kinds of weird, interesting films just because they were on TV all the time. It's something Tim Burton talks about. That's how about. I saw Existence. Existence, I was, which, like, shockingly... bored. Uh, sorry, good day. Well, that's okay. I was just, I was, you know, bored at my house one Saturday afternoon, and it was showing on some random cable network that we had and it's like well i'm not doing anything i'm gonna watch this trippy shit and you're not the only one that's crazy to me like mm-hmm. existence is a perfect example where like that should not be a movie a lot of people i know have seen <laughs> we're like but yeah i feel like i bring up like like some some you know somebody will say are we still in the game like just as a an mm. offhanded reference and I'll be like, Have you seen Existence? And they're like, Yes. And I'm like, Why? And they're like, I don't know, but I have. But I should not say tooth gun and most people know what I'm talking about. Like Right? <laughs> God. And I feel like Zim fits in that like that that element. I mean, certainly it's been merchandised to death, so like Hot Topic won't ever let it yeah. die. But like um same with like Night Before Christmas. But I do wonder if like Nightmare Before Christmas is way different, though. That was Jim Henson. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. No, it's not Jim Henson. It's it's Tim Burton's Tim Burton, sorry. Sorry, God. I thought puppets and I said the wrong thing. It is is absolutely Tim Burton. I apologize, all my Nightmare Before Christmas fans. Before I get any tweets, no, he did not direct it. That was Henry Selleck who directed Coraline. But he did mm. do the designs for the characters. Yes, it is, it is titled Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. Oh, it's a thing. <laughs> Don't tell Henry Selleck that because he doesn't like it. I know, but it is. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> no, for sure. And he's gotten all those royalties. He's gotten all those royalties. <laughs> Every Christmas, he gets a giant check. And it's a new Christmas mm-hmm. miracle for Tim Burton. Yes. Um, that dude must get crazy checks. Now I'm thinking about it. Mm-hmm. He gets like Batman and Nightmare Before Christmas checks. Jesus oh, God. Christ. Um. Yeah, I think it's time to rate Zim. Uh, enter the Florpus as best we can. So mm-hmm. why don't you go ahead, Sarah? What are you going to give it? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, again, again, I will preface this with haven't watched an episode of Invader Zim in, you know, 10, 15 years. Probably closer to 15, really. Um, and uh, I, but you know, the character of Zim stuck with me. I think he's he's hilariously written. Also, love Gurr. Um, really didn't remember Dib very much, so maybe this will not come as a shock to anybody else. But it, it kind of surprised me that he was more the main character of this than Zim was. But maybe that's how the show worked. I just honestly don't remember. I wanted more Zim and less Dib. Um, 
And, uh, you know, still as wacky as the original show, but I think it hit me harder because it was 70 minutes of wacky instead of being condensed into like 15 to 20 minutes of wacky. So it felt just all over the place. Um, but I'm going to give it a six out of 10. Um, I think I wouldn't recommend it to anybody who has not seen the show Invader Zim, but if you have, it is a, you know, an enjoyable romp back in time to the days of the show Invader Zim. And I think it would have been better if it had more Zim. All right. Fair enough. Well, I'm going to give, uh, the Invader Zim film, uh, a seven out of 10. This is slightly higher. Um, I do think it was very impressive for a, a reboot that is so much older and far away. I think it's very hard to remember why something, particularly comedy, because comedy changes so quickly and, and adapts so quickly. Um, uh, look at Anchorman or, or, or Dumb and Dumber sequels and see how bad they are and how flat they are and how much they're trying to remember that time you laughed at that one joke here it is again and you're like yeah but i laughed at that one joke because it was surprising and this is not so like i did like that um it wasn't all just references it wasn't all just remember how great it was and and it is trying to tell an original story uh, it's really well animated there's a part we didn't mention where they have this really great part where they go through a uh a, a wormhole and all the animation keeps changing including little like that was puppets, really cool and like all kinds of very cool fun animation stuff uh, they really raised the bar on their animation level and this mm-hmm. there's a lot of definitely again uh, gif worthy uh, scenes that they're trying to go for yes <laughs> um i do need a gif of zim emerging from a pile of nachos <laughs> Oh, because it's such a mood. It's such a mood. It is such a mood. It's a total mood. <laughs> I never thought I would say that. Yeah, especially his voice, because he's just like, uh. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh The one I always quote from the original show is there's this <laughs> very weird character called Bloaty, who is like their version of Chuck E. Cheese, but he's just a f- fat pig costume. And he's always just uh-huh. like, <laughs> and he just in the line I always quote me and my ex are just like bloody too much pizza. It's just like <laughs> weird and gross, and that's what Zim is. <laughs> so to see some of that back, to see like interesting again, I did have some very strong laughs. Oh, the one other one I wanted to say is really great was the they have this whole bit of like remember this ham, it'll come back, and then all it does yes. is that <laughs> gas just. Chunks it right at Zim, and he falls down in a very funny way. <laughs> yes. Um, to all that stuff aside, I did have, like you said, Dib was maybe too front and center in this one. The whole relationship with his dad, it did feel like someone came in and was like, "Let's have an arc and a story and a character growth." Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know it's a film, but like, it also is manic energy and weirdness, and you only really got there in the last ten minutes, so like. Yeah, I don't know if it really justified all that. And it did feel just a little bit like superhero action adventure which Zim never really was. It was always... Zim mm-hmm. having an actual evil plan that is hard to defeat feels just off for me. The To me, the whole joke was always that yeah. he was terrible at it. And <laughs> everyone was so dumb in the world that he somehow got away with it because everyone was that dumb. And... Mm-hmm. So having a legitimate threat and a legitimate battle just felt a little, like, not as exciting. But it's still very funny. Yeah. And again, as Sarah said, mm-hmm. though, 
probably shouldn't watch it as your first Invader Zim thing. It's too weird. It's too weird. Too weird. It's very weird. It, it embraces. And I can weirdness. handle that amount of weird in like a short episode time, but it was seventy it was minutes so is much long. Weird for a seventy-minute film. Yeah, and and like I said, it, it was it was just as long as I felt like it needed to be, and I don't know if I needed more. I don't know if I really want more Invader Sim. I know people are like, let's bring more back, but I'm like, I'm good. I it scratched no, that just itch. Just give me a way to watch the originals, and I'll be happy. Yeah, yeah. We get, get, put it on the streaming, and then we're good mm-hmm. to go. I agree because I think you 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 managed to thread that needle all right. It's hard to do again. It's just very very mm-hmm. hard because things change, and there's a lot of great cartoons out there before. And I think that was the other thing with Zim was it was the only kind of weird, strange thing around. And now there's a lot of that. There is just like, oh my god, there is so much. I, w- I might argue Zim. Like I just started getting into. There like, were a lot of shows on Nickelodeon and Cartoon Network that were probably responsible for for sparking the really weird stuff that we have now, like totally. um, Gravity Falls and Adventure Time and certain Bear episodes Bears. of Steven Universe. Although I, yeah, I, I do actually Steven Universe is probably more cohesive. Than any of, the, any of these other shows, but, but like it's very you know, Uncle Grandpa, too. the um, Gumball, whatever. Oh, they just yeah, all seem so weird to me, and I'm like, I get that kids have short attention spans, but <laughs> maybe make something that forces them to pay attention once in a while. <laughs> well, I think it comes from this and 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 SpongeBob for sure. I think they those oh both god, really that's re- right, rewrote how that kind of manic energy is portrayed on screen now mm-hmm. so yeah so that means the movie gang podcast gives invader zim enter the florpus a 6.5 i think it's fair it's a solid Still higher than the lion king yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. sorry i had a flashback oh it's terrible. yeah it's fine. <laughs> i was some very scary cgi faces <laughs> Yeah. No, nothing that's scary in this. Oh, and you said you had a cute moment with Katie while watching this? Oh, yes. So, um, I am several inches taller than my girlfriend, Katie. And uh, sometimes she calls me her tallest. <gasps> and uh, I, uh, she, she had to explain that reference to me the first time. She did it, and then you know it happened several times in this movie. Where one of the the little aliens on the, that spaceship is like, "My tallest," <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, I get it now." Oh, that's cute. <laughs> that's cute. Well, I can't top that. So I think that'll do it for everyone here at the Movie Gang Podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate you uh, liking, subscribing, rating, reviewing everything. Be sure to check out all our shows at TuscanShed.com. Check out the show me and Sarah and our friend Peter did, Geek Space Nine, where we talked about every episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. It was a very fun journey on that show. And we also have Animania, we have uh, Feast for Bros, where we got really depressed about Game of Thrones by the end there. <laughs> but hey! Oh, God. Um, and all kinds of other great stuff coming your way, so be sure to check us out on TuscanShed.com. So, for everyone on the Movie Cake Podcast, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. I have a mighty need! A mighty need! For you to subscribe. <laughs> Terrible. Doom, de doom, doom, doom. <laughs> I was the turkey the whole time! Yes, you were. <laughs> Alright, bye guys. <laughs> <laughs>